0: Through the road, lovely <muchas> <Schipman and go>. <muchas> <Voransauker>. <muchas> There's that song we all know in love, drought, and vice, I'm leaving it live. Hello, my loiter, V gates. Welcome to the Signs of podcast, Alf English. That's right, folks. Officially, the world's only English language Schalke podcast. My name is Jack Mangan. Thank you so much for tuning into our show. Schalke fans are truly some of the greatest fans in all of world football, and many of you out there, speak english this pod aims to bring you the latest from the royal blues from that english speaking perspective club updates team news match recaps and analysis miscellaneous nonsense it's all here for you on the Shackle podcast no reason to go anywhere else first of all happy 2019 everyone how are you doing i did not expect uh this pod to be released in the year 2019 but uh when you leave jack mangan in charge of proceedings uh, things don't always go according to plan I don't know whose idea it was to leave me unsupervised here at uh Shalcapod HQ but uh, that's what you get um, Richard Carmen the man the myth the legend your host had uh, reached out to me uh, informing me that due to the uh, the holiday travels that he had to to do uh, that, he was going to be unavailable to record this episode with me, and uh, me in my you know evergreen cockiness assured him that yeah, no problem, man. I'll definitely be able to get this get this out. I'll find the time to uh, you know record an episode and get it out to the good people who listen to us. And uh, naturally, that did not go <laughs> according to plan. It was originally slated to be a Christmas Eve episode. Christmas Eve turned into Christmas, turned into Boxing Day turned into the day after Boxing Day, which doesn't really have a name, and uh, now we're somehow in (laughs) 2019, and uh, here it is for you, so anyway, but the bottom line is, better late than never, Um, but as a result of uh, one, how late this is getting released, and number two, the fact that you are stuck listening only to me solo, we're going to try to keep this thing on the shorter end of the spectrum, we're going to go ahead and skip um, you know articles and, and news and everything. Richard and I will be releasing a uh, mid-season awards and recap podcast at some point in the very near future. Hopefully, getting that out to you here in early January, and we will have more than enough to talk about at that point. You know all the transfer news that's going on, all those sorts of things. Looking back on the first half of the season, so uh, I guess for now we're just going to try to jump right in uh, to the matches that we have to talk about. I'll see you in a second. <laughs> So as we have discussed on previous podcasts, uh very important end of the uh, calendar for Schalke. Uh, three matches against all bottom half opponents in Augsburg, uh, Leverkusen, and Stuttgart. Uh, great opportunity for Schalke to pick up some points at the end of the year and uh, improve their position in the table heading into the Winterpause. Unfortunately, unable to do that. ...at Augsburg, and so we were encountering here Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen, uh, a very interesting opponent for us, because you you could say that uh, Schalke and Leverkusen have had kind of similar uh, arcs the past two seasons. Schalke finishing second last year, Leverkusen... Uh, Finishing 5th, both qualifying for European competitions, both expected to repeat that and qualify once again this year. uh, Although both of us wallowing, as I said, in the depths of the bottom half of the table, underachieving for sure. This game was being played at the Veltans Arena, the final uh, home match for Schalke in the Hinrunde. And a very special uh, match as uh, Schalke put on quite the display pre-match saying goodbye to uh, sort of their affiliation with the mining tradition in some sense, um, Schalke obviously uh, you know a mining club. They have the you know the mining tunnel and the the, the whole mining culture and ethos is a very large part um, of you know uh, everything they do and what they stand for. Um, and one of the one of the last mines in that region was closing, and so Schalke decided to put on um, a display, kind of honoring that long tradition and, and kind of taking us into a new era here. So very cool. Um, pre-match displays and uh, unfortunately our performance would not live up to that and help make the day truly as special as it could have been but we'll get to that um, in a minute. Uh, let's get into the lineups here starting with uh, the visitors by Leverkusen. Uh, Radetzky in goal. We all know him. Fantastic goalkeeper. Uh, Mitchell Weiser, uh Jonathan Ta uh, Alexander Dragovich and Vendel in the back line. Uh, in the midfield you had uh, Dominic Korr and uh, Julian Baumgartlinger um, Kareem Bellarabi, Kai Havertz, that man Leon Bailey out wide, and uh, Lucas Solario up top. Uh, amongst the subs, some notable names such as uh, Julian Brandt, Yedvai, Kevin Volland, Sven Bender. Uh, we would see a couple of those guys later in the match, but um, obviously, you know, looking at this lineup uh, pre-match, Kai Havertz, phenomenal young player, Bellarabi, long long history of being dangerous, and of course. Leon Bailey, who uh, gave us fits at times last season, um, maybe not quite on, you know, the form that he had early uh, last campaign, but you know, still a very dangerous player and uh, somebody that you got to keep an eye on. He can he can put a hurting on you, real quick. From the Schalke side of things, uh, Ralph Fairman, as ever in goal, despite uh, you know a shaky performance against Augsburg, uh, arguably very responsible for. Uh, a goal in that match. Um, Daniel Caliguri, Salif Sané, Mati Anastasic, and uh, Bastrino Chipka making up a back for uh, a midfield. Uh, a deep two uh, of Nabil Bentaleb, Benjamin Stambouli. Um, uh, a slightly more advanced wide midfield two of Alessandro Schoepf and Amin Harit. And then up top, Schalke America fully getting into form. Weston McKennie and Haji Wright. That is your striker pairing. Um, I mean, the striker injuries at Schalke well documented on this podcast and basically everywhere in the world recently um, and that is why you've been seeing Weston McKenney get some minutes up there the versatile player that he is um, but uh, how about that two young Americans starting up top for Schalke regardless of what you think about that um, whether or not that's a good idea whether or not that would be effective um, still a pretty remarkable thing to see from the American perspective <laughs> two young players partnering up top that is uh, not something you see every day To put it uh, to put it mildly Amongst the subs for Schalke, uh, Naldo, Kanaplianka, Skripsky, Mascarell, Nubel, Suat Serdar, and uh, Kertuču, another one of the young players recently called up alongside Haji Wright. So as I said, Schalke line up in uh, a 4-4-2, although to me it really kind of looked like a 4-2-2-2 for for a lot of this match. Um, uh, Nabil Bentaleb and Stambouli, as I said. Kind of in a deeper lying partnership with uh, a second line of uh, Alessandro Shupf and Amin Harit, more advanced and wider as well, sort of as wingers, as you, uh, I guess you could say. And then, um, Weston McKinney and, and Haji Wright partnering up top. Uh, Schalke got off to a, a fairly good start. Uh, I thought they were controlling the match for the most part, uh, dominating possession. Um, as always, as we'll see in this match and has been the case for much of this season, uh, the problem is uh, what they do with that possession, which is of course very little. but you know, a fairly bright start from Schalke. really really controlled things really seem to be uh, settled down and in a good pace uh, early on. Uh, first first moment of note is uh 12 minute Daniel Caligari, Uh he springs Shu down the right hand side who crosses. In for McKenney, but unfortunately, McKenney can't do anything with it. Um, I don't know if the cross was slightly behind uh, Weston McKenney or whatever, but he just seemed to be in a very strange body position. Couldn't really get much of uh, anything off, but uh, but a good early sign. Weston McKenney, as we know, is always uh, involved in aerials. It's, it's arguably one of his best traits he seems to always pop up on the end of those things. Uh I mean I guess the main problem is just that he just doesn't finish them or get them on target with enough regularity. But um he's always dangerous, always always involved in those. And we would see Weston McKinney again just a couple minutes later, fifteenth minute. Um great evasion for McKenney. He runs down the right hand side, uh tries to cross back, but unfortunately cannot find anything. Uh we're all too familiar with that. Lacking the final ball at times. Um you know, we, we get into dangerous areas occasionally, and then we just seem to shut down, lose creative ideas, can't make that final pass, don't have the composure to really finish a move off. But promising nonetheless, and that pressure would continue. 17th minute, Harit uh, plays a ball central for McKinney, who uh, probably should have had a go, taking a shot. Um, he kind of hesitates, uh, dribbles around for a minute, and then ultimately loses possession after kind of sloppily uh, laying it off to uh, a teammate or trying to. Um, And that would uh, also, unfortunately, be kind of a trend in this one. Um, Weston McKinney, uh, a good outlet for his teammates, for sure. Uh, Getting open and making himself available, but uh, loses possession far too often. He did it again in the 20th minute. Um, Another giveaway central, kind of right outside the box, off of a counterattack. I sincerely hope that Santa Claus brought him a first touch for Christmas, because as good as this kid is, I mean, <laughs> I have no confidence in where the ball is going to go when it is played into his feet. I have no idea what direction that ball is going to head in after he takes his first touch on it. It seems to just, I think it's a mystery to him at times as well, not trying to hit on him too hard, but uh, I mean, the number of times that he um, took an errant first touch or, you know, didn't quite control it the way he wanted to. And we, we lost possession or we lost the momentum in a move that we had because, he wasn't able to keep it under control uh, I mean this happened five plus times at least um, in, in this one but uh but as I said earlier he is getting on the end of things and that and that is a positive just one minute later 21st minute um, McKenney on a ball in from Chicka good header um, kind of back post but uh, unfortunately the keeper was there able to get it but uh, you know Rosewell made solid contact put a good effort on frame and as I said um, Opening 20 minutes of this match, Schalke looking looking pretty good. A lot of possession, um, you know, no breakthrough, but uh, really controlling things, really doing a good job um, <clears throat> getting forward. Uh, the one thing I would say is that um, it seemed as though defensively Leverkusen had kind of lined themselves up in a very similar 4-2-2-2. And so um, I believe it would have been Lucas Olario and Kai Havertz, um, were all the way up the field, and they were basically sitting right in front of Stambouli and Nabil Bentaleb, our deeper-lying midfielders. I wouldn't say they were exactly man-marking them, but they were kind of shadowing them for the most part, and that was uh, denying us the ability to get the ball to them, and because of that, all of our play was getting cycled from the center backs out to Ochipka or out to Caligurian down the sides. We had very little going on. Um, Down the middle of the park, we had a very difficult time advancing the ball that way. Um, Kind of disappointed that Tedesco didn't try to make any adjustments to that, or you know, flip something around. Have 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 one of those midfielders drop back and split the center backs, and try to build possession that way. Um, we seem to just kind of be allowing Leverkusen to disrupt us and sort of um, force us into the spaces they wanted us to start moves from. Although once again, it didn't look like it was um, that unsuccessful. We we seem to be advancing the ball um, fairly successfully despite that. Twenty third minute is where things start to change. Uh, Shalka have possession in their half of the field kind of over on the right side. Shup plays a ball across to Stambuli, but it's a very poor ball. It's 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 picked off and um it leads to a, a breakaway almost with a one-on-one with the keeper and Core takes a shot. I believe it was Core. Um and honestly, I think everyone in the stadium including the the commentators thought that that ball was in. He he shot it. Just wide, but uh, almost punished us for a very sloppy play. Would have been a very cheap goal to concede um, from the Schalke perspective. But this kind of signaled the beginning of Leverkusen uh, starting to pop up now and again, and, and take advantage of, of you know maybe Schalke being a little bit sleepy and all the possession that we did have. Twenty um, seventh minute, uh, Bailey uh, takes a shot from the edge of the box. It's a curler back post hits the post, and the rebound evades. Ralph Fairman kind of bounces out into uh, the center of the box, and it's uh, Dragovic, the, the center back, who gets there first, gets a shot off past Salif Sané, and uh, it goes through Fairman's legs. Um, the goal, initially not given for offside of the period, um, but after maybe 30 seconds or so, it looked like VAR, um, radio down to confirm to the head official that the goal was good. So there you go. 27 minutes in completely against the run of play. Um, Leon Bailey, as he does making things happen, gets a shot off, uh, you know, just misses it. And then Leverkusen first on the rebound. And how many times this season have I (laughs) talked about that? You know, uh, our players, um, slow to react in and around the box, slow to react to those second balls, those 50-50 balls where you need to, uh, you know, be the first people on them to, to, to make things happen. Um, I don't think this particular play was as bad as some of the ones we've seen. I don't think people were, you know, entirely ball-watching or anything. I think it was more just kind of a bad, uh, unlucky bounce off the post and everything. But but still, those are things that you would hope that we'd be able to <laughs> clean up and clear before, um, you know, allowing a center back to slide all the way in and be, the, you know, the furthest man up the pitch for, for Leverkusen. But there you go, completely against the run of play for Leverkusen for the most part, but there we go, finding ourselves 1-0 down, um, not the start we needed. This is a incredibly important game for us um, for obvious reasons and uh, tough to be down to uh, a team like Leverkusen that early. Just a couple minutes later, 30th minute, uh, Harit receives a ball, um, gets taken down, in the box, but gets an immediate yellow card for simulation. No hesitation whatsoever on the ref. It almost looked like we were getting an opportunity with with a penalty to uh, to strike right back and equalize this thing, but not to be. Um gets that yellow card. Uh, my opinion on it, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. One angle did seem to show a reasonable amount of contact, but... From the other angle didn't look that bad, uh, you know. It, it, it was one of those things where it definitely looked like you know the players had uh, bumped into each other, but how much of it was uh, you know Harit hemming it up, and how much of it was an actual foul? Not entirely sure. Um, I'm not particularly upset about the lack of a penalty being given there. Um, I, I'd, love, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, Schalke fans. If you strongly disagree with me on that, feel free to send me a tweet and tell me I'm an idiot. I will uh, <laughs> happy to accept that. <laughs> 35th minute now, uh, Leverkusen in Schalke's final third. Uh, Alario receives the ball with his back to goal right on the edge of the box. Nastasic is, is right up on him. Um, he turns on Nastasic and volleys uh, a wicked shot from the edge of the box. And it goes past Fairman. Um, probably should have saved it, to be honest, because it was like right next to him. I just don't know if he couldn't get down quick enough or whatever it was. But um, once again, another goal completely against the run of play uh, for Leverkusen. Schalke had been dominating possession this entire time. Leverkusen, very few uh, shots or attempts on goal, and this was another one where, uh, you know, laria wasn't even really in position to get a shot off and just kind of made it happen for himself. But there is some controversy on this play. It appears as though when this ball kind of jumped up in front of him, he may have handled it uh, with his fist um, and kind of set himself up for that volley by, by handling the ball. Um... The commentators in this match seem unconvinced of how much contact there was. It definitely looked like there was contact to me. Um, I don't know if it was, like, really, really serious contact that that really affected his ability to get that volley off. But regardless, to me, it did look like a handball, and it should have been disallowed. And that's the second time in a couple minutes that um, a handball on Leverkusen had not been called. There was was another play a couple minutes earlier where they had um, let one go for Leverkusen. But there you go, 35 minutes in, and... uh, Shock it down two goals to none, despite, as I said, um, mostly being in control of this match, it would seem. Um, And uh, the crowd was not happy with that. 39th minute, um, there is a back pass to Fairman and uh, whistles and jeers from the crowd at the Veltons Arena. And I'm going to be honest with you that is the first time all season. It has seemed like the crowd has turned on this team. Obviously, I'm watching these on TV from the United States. I'm not in the stadiums every week, you know. I don't get a full sense of what the atmosphere and what you know what the crowd mood is like. So I could be very wrong in that. But that is the first time I can say, at least, watching a match where it really seemed like the crowd was fed up and had enough. And um, and watching this one, that was a big turning point for me. That, that is a significant moment in the season, in my opinion. I don't want to understate that. Um, you know, it definitely seemed in that moment in the match that if Schalke didn't find a way to turn this around, this could be the beginning of the end in terms of, you know, fan support for Tedesco, fan support for this team. They're fed up, and I can't blame them for it. Um, you know, they, they've they've done a good job, I think, overall, sticking by this team through much of the, the Hinrunde, despite, you know, a run of very poor performances. But, um, you know... After that performance against Augsburg, now down 2-0 against Leverkusen, who have not had a good season, uh, you can hardly blame them for, uh, for, for voicing their frustration. Tedesco may be frustrated as well because he left the pitch and headed into the uh, the tunnel right at the start of stoppage time, and he probably regretted doing so because in stoppage time, Schalke get a late corner. Um, Bastion Ochip just sends it in. McKenney, as he's done a couple times already in this match, rises and makes... Strong contact with it heads it kind of right down into the ground, and it's Haji Wright who sticks a foot out to redirect it past the keeper, uh, Rodzky, and scores his first senior goal. McKenney to Haji Wright, first time an American has assisted an American in the Bundesliga. In I, I forget what the stat is, but it's I think it was well over ten years, probably or maybe not. I don't. Know, but something something crazy. Obviously, uh, you know, U.S. soccer Twitter exploded with that that's all you heard about for about a day or two was 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 that play um and you know not not the prettiest sequence by any stretch of the imagination but um you can understand the excitement for from people like uh <laughs> myself and and my fellow countrymen uh seeing that happen it's such a cool moment for the for the two young guys to uh combine combine for a goal you know the potentially the future of the U.S. men's national team to some extent and uh, maybe the future of Shalka. As well, if these kids continue to uh, develop and uh, progress in their career, so there you go. Halftime, two-one. Schalke pull one back, make a game of it. Going into uh, the break, first half thoughts from me. Um, you know, much of what I've said already. I thought Schalke were actually much better, uh, the much better team in the first half, but somehow against the run of play, finding themselves down. I don't think the main downfall is uh, just the limited attacking ideas for Schalke as is always the case. Um, a lot of possession but but seemingly unable to do much of anything with that. and uh, you know you can you can talk about the Schal- uh, the striker injuries and maybe that's contributing to it but you know at the end of the day it's it's got to be the creative players behind that that are making opportunities for whoever's up top anyway. So I don't think that's uh, you know, really a fair excuse to use that you know we don't have Mark or and bolo or whoever or even Bergstaller. Um, I think, you know, the rest of the team needs to take some responsibility for that and the coach as well, because, um, you know, clearly, despite what I think is, you know, a decent squad in terms of talent, um, (laughs) this team is just, you know, incapable of attacking effectively. Um, So definitely needing to change that heading into the second half. If we were to have any chance of uh, salvaging something from this match, Uh, no changes at halftime. For Schalke, um, go back into the second half with the same lineup. 50th minute, another poor touch by McKenney at the top of the box. Another giveaway. Um, don't know what to say about it, but it's becoming, it's honestly becoming worrying from, from an American perspective to some extent, just because, um, you know, this is a kid who's, who's super talented, who very versatile, can play a lot of different positions. You know, there's a lot of things to like about him, but um, he's really got to sort that out because if he's going to be giving possession away, that consistently, um, that's going to be a real problem for him in his career. He needs to sort out that first touch issue. It's 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 brutal to watch, and it's inhibiting a lot of our moves. And, you know, we're making good progress on a counter or something. The ball comes into him, and then he just gives it away or just totally disrupts the flow of whatever um, attack we have because, you know, his first touch takes him out of position. So, um, But enough about that. I'll, I'll shut up about that for the rest of the match for sure. Um, 53rd minute, Daniel Calagari tracks down a ball, um, and uh, lays it off for Schupf, who uh, does not have a good effort, um, and uh, no Schalke players can get the rebound out from under their feet, it kind of bounced around a little bit, it looked like we might have had an opportunity to get a shot off on that rebound, but uh, unfortunately cleared away, and uh, that 53rd minute, that was going to be the last action for a couple players, it's a double sub in the 54th minute, very curious decision from Domenico Tedesco. Um, Skripsky is subbed on for the goal scorer, Haji Wright, and Serdar is subbed on for Bentaleb, who I actually thought it had a pretty decent game up to that point. I thought maybe um, Alessandro Schupf would have been the one to be sacrificed. I didn't think he was doing a whole lot in this match, maybe bring on Serdar for him, but it's Bentaleb that is sacrificed. And, uh, I mean, curious decision taking Wright off. I know that Wright is... Um, not the most electric player and uh you know Skripsky can can give the defense a, you know a totally different look a little bit more pace um, you know shiftier bit of a player where right's definitely more of a target man but you know the guy just scored his his first career goal um, you know he, he's going to be feeling good about himself going to be full of confidence um, I don't know why you take him out in the 55th minute like you think he would either make that move at halftime or maybe wait another 5 10 minutes to give him a little bit more time in the second half, it just seemed to be a weird moment in the match, fifty-fifth minute, to do a double sub, but um, you know, whatever Tedesco has uh, decided, that's that's the way to go. Fifty-eighth um, minute, uh, Mitchell Viser not booked for a foul on a uh, Harit breakaway tangle of legs, but um, you know, took him down when he had an opportunity to progress into the final third against limited defenders. Um, and then Suet Serdar uh, for a similar foul on Bailey. Um, a couple like maybe 30 seconds later is booked that sent the uh, the Shaka fans in the Veltons arena into an absolute frenzy um <laughs> they were not happy with a lot of the uh refereeing decisions in this one and obviously frustrated about the general state of affairs um and they they let the uh the official hear their thoughts on that um kind of arm barred Bailey a little bit. It was kind of like a shoulder to shoulder thing. His arm was raised, but Bailey like lowered his neck into Sardar's arm and then totally flopped in my opinion. So um, I-, I-, I think that was not a deserved yellow card for Sardar. I can understand the frustration um, of the fans. Uh, 68th minute Scribsky uh, makes a good near post run is fed by Schüpf, uh, but very poor attempt on the finish. Flashes it completely wide. Doesn't get it on target. Kind of a nonchalant attempt at goal as well, which I was surprised to see. Um, you know, given this is a a guy trying to push his way into the side, and the fact that you know the whole team is trying to pull you know pull one back in this game and and salvage something. Um, just not what was required. Today, in terms of the finishing, um, uh, two minutes later, Kanaplianka is subbed on for Alessandro Shev, and uh, two minutes after that, a fantastic through ball is played to Kanaplianka from Skrbsky off a giveaway. Skripski, uh is actually facing away from the goal, and uh, you know whips around and, and plays this kind of curling ball forward. It's a it's a great piece of play from Skrbsky, you have to say, and uh, Kanaplianka essentially has a one on one with the keeper, um, but. For whatever reason, he hesitates, ultimately has to deke the defender because you know the, his hesitation allowed a defender to kind of get in there and disrupt that one-on-one, and then he, uh, he dances around and ultimately scuffs a pass. It wasn't really even a shot. It was basically a pass. He scuffs a shot wide of the goal. Um, Tedesco, head and hands. Probably everybody in the Veltons arena, head and hands. Jack Mangan, back in Chicagoland, head and hands. Um, absolutely have to score there have to score end of story. Um, I'm not even saying you have to get it on, like get it on target and you know, whatever happens happens. No, you, you have to score a goal there, you know, given everything happening in this season and in this match, you have a one-on-one, um, plain, and simple, super disappointing for Konoplyanka. Planka. Um, and this is the criticism we get of him a lot, right? Is that he gets into these dangerous positions and then finds a way to, to, to not get a good shot off or finish everything. Um, but uh, there you go. That was probably our best chance of the match, in my opinion. Um, and, and those two chances from Skripsky and kind of um, if those had been taken, maybe we win this match 3 2. Um, maybe that's a little bit wishful thinking. But anyway, um, you know, wasted opportunities. A few ones we did have, we need to take advantage of those and did not do that. And that kind of sums up our whole <laughs> Hinrunda, if you ask me. Uh, the last 15 minutes or so, it, it's Shalka going all out. Um, trying to claw back, pulling equalizer. Um, I, I got to give credit to the players. They ran their asses off. They tried. They they really really tried to get something out of this match. Um, you know, like I said on Twitter, the effort was was absolutely unimpeachable from them. But uh, unfortunately, it just didn't happen. And so this match ends two one, a, a road victory for Leverkusen. Schalke now from 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 two matches against. Um, you know, uh, bottom half teams, one point out of a possible six at this point. Uh, you know, the opposite of what we are looking for from, you know, these matches, these final three matches heading into the Pausa. Um Yeah, super disappointing. Uh, you know, the the one bright spot, obviously, as I said, the, the Haji Wright's first goal. But um, that's going to be overshadowed, obviously, by uh, the rest of the performance from the team Um, it's the same old thing week after week um, broken record type stuff this this team just cannot score goals for whatever reason Um, and that's gotta that's gotta change Uh, heading into the match against Stuttgart to round out the end of the first half of the season and we will get to that match in just one second And so off the heels of that defeat to Leverkusen, Schalke closing out their Hinrunde away against Stuttgart. Uh, Kind of a similar storyline to the previous match in that Stuttgart, another team that finished relatively high up in the Bundesliga. I want to say they finished 7th last season. Um, but uh, just like Schalke, just like Leverkusen, uh, underperforming so far this year and uh, in the lower recesses of the Bundesliga table. Um, Stuttgart manager, interesting, of course, to note. Schalke fans should be very familiar with this individual, Mr. Marcus Weinseel, of course, taking over Stuttgart in October after the dismissal of uh, Typhon Korkut. Let's take a look at the lineups for the home team, Stuttgart. Ron Robert Zieler in goal, Beck Baumgartel Kempf in SUA making up a back four, at least on paper, that kind of was a little bit fluid in this match. Same thing actually goes for Schalke. We'll get to that in a little bit here. But uh, Christian Gettner also uh, as Kakabar. I probably just butchered that horribly. Um, there Tommy, Daniel Dadavi, Nicolas Gonzalez, um, and then Mario Gomez up top uh, in the striker position. Uh, for the Schalke side of things, um, Schalke initially lining up in what I thought was a 4-2 3-1, but as I said a second ago, that was also fairly fluid. Um, Ralph Fairman in goal. Daniel Caliguri, Solif Sané, Mati Anastasic, Bastrino, Chipka making up a back four. Nabil Bentaleb and Benjamin Stambouli, um, the deep two in that 4-2-3-1. Uh, out wide left. So Serdar, Central, Alessandro Schupf out Rod White, and uh, Steven Skripski up top. On the bench for Stuttgart: Sebastian Rudy, Sasha Reiter, Alexander Nubel, Weston McKenney, Haji Wright, Benjamin Galler, and Ahmed Katuchu. So several very young players in Katuchu Galler, and Wright all on the bench as options um, in this one. And we would actually end up seeing two of those three youngsters in this match. Bright start for Stuttgart in this one. Um, a lot of energy from both sides. Early in this match, you could see how uh, much this game meant to both teams. Obviously, both struggling, looking to close out their Hinrunda in style. Um, but also, it was it wasn't very really like a confident energy. It was a very much so a nervous energy. Um, you could you could see the lack of confidence. I think in both these teams. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it ended up being as a result of I think that nervous injury, uh, Energy a very sloppy match. Um, the, the weather conditions, especially the second half, didn't end up helping that, but um, not not a very attractive match of football. The reason it was ultimately so so open and end to end wasn't a result of uh, the teams being particularly skilled, but just a lot of individual mistakes um, on the ball leading to opportunities. Um, the first real moment of note, um, seventh minute. Ralph Fairman. couple mistakes recently. In matches starting to catch some criticism, and he did not do anything for his case in this one because, in the seventh minute, Fairman gathers a corner and then decides to roll it out for Daniel Caligiuri. But uh, <laughs> this rollout is nowhere near him ultimately. I'm not even sure Caligiuri knew it was coming. And uh, Eric Tommy um, is able to intercept it and has a shot. And honestly, it's mostly an open net shot, and he 100% should have scored. But he ends up missing it. Um, awful, awful mistake from Ralph Fairman. Let off the hook very early because, as I said, Stuttgart should have capitalized. But, um, you know, for the critics of Fairman recently, his performances, <laughs> as I said, didn't do anything to help his case here. And the, the interesting thing for Fairman for me is I do think he's a class goalkeeper, but when he has bad games, he tends to have them in bunches. Um, like, if he he'll be rock solid for you know a significant portion of the season then he'll make one mistake in a match and then it seems like it takes him two three maybe even four games to recover he'll do something in each one of those ones it's like it's like it shakes his confidence and he has a hard time recovering from it and getting back to his normal you know steadfast um presence in goal so uh i guess i guess the winter break here coming at a a very ideal time for ralph Fairman. hopefully he has time to reset and kind of uh Get rid of the yips or whatever he has going on, and uh, you know, start off the uh, the Rook Runda in in the form that we all know he's capable of. But um, if he if he fails to do that, I think those cries for for Nubal are only going to intensify as uh, Nubel has done fairly well this season uh, in the appearances he made in, in Fairman's stead. So um, definitely someone who's demonstrated they're a fairly care- capable goalkeeper as a backup and uh, could could lay claim to a starting position if things do not improve. But the opening ten minutes or so. Um, I would definitely say or or in Stuttgart's favor. They they look slightly the more lively side. Um they're they when they get the ball that they're full of intention. They're really running at us trying to make something happen, trying to take uh control of this game early on, um kind of punch us in the mouth, get, get you know, get get a goal past us and and really uh put this thing to bed as early as possible, not leave it a chance. But 10th minute completely against the run of play, Schalke have possession. In Stuttgart's half, uh, Skripski drops central from you know his his more advanced position to receive the ball. Ultimately plays left to Kano on the edge of the box, who lays off um, into the path of a uh, streaking of Chipka, who's making an overlapping run on the left-hand side. He gets kind of all the way close to the uh, the end line and then plays it back centrally. A nice cutback pass from Oh, Chipka to uh, Skripsky who had ended up following that play after he made the initial pass. And uh, he finds the ball and is able to put this one away for a goal. Schalke take an early lead here in the 10th minute. Um, you know, decent finish from Skripsky Kind of kind of an awkward situation. He kind of slides down and falls down as he's taking the shot to try to reach it. But um, really good movement from, from Schalke. Um, a couple pieces of really like slick passing. Alexander Shep had a nice dribble. Um, on this play earlier, good piece of footwork to evade a couple of defenders and uh you love to see the overlapping runs and, and you know the overloads that, that Schalke are creating led to a really uh nice opportunity and it's taken early and that's just just the start we needed, especially given the way the match had gone up to that point which took our mostly in control of it. But after that, the uh the first half for the most part fairly Uneventful we jump all the way to the 21st minute Mario Gomez uh, with a great effort off of a through ball uh, But fairman makes a great diving save um, To keep that out and then you know the following sequence fairman actually makes a couple more saves to uh, Continue to keep the ball out of the net probably the best uh, Few moments from fairman in this match for sure definitely uh, saved a goal here Um 26 minute. Um, it, this is where things uh, I started noticing getting getting really interesting with the Schalke lineup and the fluidity of it. Uh, Sam Booley seemed to drop from the midfield um, into the back line, splitting the center backs um, when Schalke were in possession. It kind of helps jumpstart the attack. This is something I talked about um, when we were talking about the last match against Leverkusen. How um, <clears throat> I was wondering why that didn't happen more. Um, you know, especially you know, if you're having issues getting the ball to. To those deep, two midfielders in, in the kind of system Schalke have been playing recently, sometimes dropping that um, that midfielder deep uh, can help can help jumpstart. They look like that's what Schalke were trying to do um, at times. But just a couple minutes later, um, it looked like Schalke switched from that 4-2-3-1 into uh, the 4-2-2-2 two, 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 and, then, and then briefly... Back into the fourth if three, one again. I mean, like it, it kind of depended on what part of the field uh, Schalke had possession in, but um, it really interesting. It, it definitely looked intentional. It wasn't like players were just drifting out of, um, you know, position or something. It definitely looked like something that like Tedesco has talked about. Um, different areas of the field, different uh, phases of the game. Schalke morphing into slightly different shapes, um, giving giving the opponent different looks, doing different things in different parts of the pitch. Very interesting. Um, but ultimately, uh. <laughs> All of those machinations didn't really lead to anything. We reach halftime fairly uneventful. Um, <clears throat> right at the start of the second half, 48th minute or so, Fairman uh, has possession of the ball in his box. He throws wide to Caliguri, who uh, dribbles from the right wing kind of centrally and then ultimately plays the ball back to Fairman in the box. Uh, Fairman tries to pass this ball. Wide left to Nastasic, but ultimately passes it directly into the path of Gonzalez. I don't know if he didn't see him. I don't know how he couldn't have seen him. But um, it's it's honestly a horrible mistake, a a cheap and and just awful giveaway. He basically, just passes the ball right to Gonzalez, the opposing player, and uh, Gonzalez has an open net. And this really should be the easiest goal he will ever score. In his entire life, but I I think he was just, I don't know if he was caught off guard by the opportunity and choked or what happened, but instead of literally passing this ball into the net um, or just putting his laces through it, he kind of like takes a couple touches and then does this weird sort of half-hearted chip effort, which he sort of slices, it ends up hitting the post and not going in. Um, I don't think anybody in the stadium for either team or either set of supporters or anybody watching at home, including myself, can believe that this did not result in a goal. But second time in this match where Fairman has made a very bad and just completely unprovoked mistake and is somehow bailed out. But um, once again, just something that cannot be happening. As a first-choice goalkeeper, and as I said earlier, without you know beating this to death too much, hopefully this the Vinterpowers serves Fairman well because brutal run of form for him uh, to close out the hand render right when we needed him the most as we're trying to you know gather some important points going into this break. Schalke looking pretty lively though um, in the second half. Uh, part of that, once again, as I mentioned earlier, is just because of the sloppy play. Um, from you know the Stuttgart uh lots of mistakes in the middle of the field leaving to um you know good counter-cracking opportunities uh some good 2v2s um from Schalke uh, a lot of times like Skripsky and kind of playing involved a uh, couple different occasions kind of around the 52nd minute or so um honestly Schalke probably should have put one of those away or at least gotten a better opportunity on goal but um just as the midfield play from Stuttgart was was sloppy um the the finishing and the, you know that final ball and the final third from Schalke was was equally sloppy and we we wasted a lot of those a lot of those opportunities um 58th minute McKenney comes on for Sword Serre who I thought had a pretty good game overall I've criticized him at sometimes this this season for being um far too anonymous this is a player that we thought had you know sort of a, a nice attacking flair and should be able to you know affect the game in that phase and it is far often somebody whose name doesn't get called and you know you'll, you'll see them get subbed off or you know at the end of the game you'll be thinking like god Serdar played today I didn't even I didn't even notice him out there but anyway uh, much better performance from him today um so I was I was somewhat surprised to see him come off from uh, uh for McKenney but McKenny. Instant impact uh, on the on the pitch for maybe a minute before he makes an excellent uh, through ball to kind of which earns um, a corner. As kind of is not able to really fully gather it um, off the ensuing corner, McKenny with a great run up makes booming contact um, on a header, but unfortunately shoots it right over the bar. Um, <laughs> Same thing we talked about earlier in the podcast. He's always on the end of these things. He just needs to start getting him on target because, um, you know, w- with the consistency which he can reach these balls, if his if his aim is just slightly better, he's gonna start scoring goals. He he really is because I mean it seems like no one can keep him off of it. Um, you know, he, when he puts his mind to it, he, he's gonna win these things. It's really impressive to watch. So hopefully that 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 finishing touch really comes around for him because uh, you know. It, he said set, he's setting himself up. He's putting himself in good positions. Um, unfortunately, though, for him, a bad, a bad play here. 61st minute uh, bad foul from McKenney He's he, he evades a couple of Strickart players quite nicely, um, but then sort of loses possession a little bit. There's a 50 50 ball. He's trying to track it down. He does not see uh, the opposing player running in to try to win that 50 50 ball as well. And so ultimately he sticks his leg out to try to win it and uh, causes a pretty nasty looking collision. Uh, fortunately, both players okay, but uh, but a yellow card and a deserved one uh, for McKenny there. But but I have to say, you know, up to this point, um, McKenny dominant since coming on, especially in, in in aerials, winning almost every aerial duel it seemed like. But um, just a great physical presence in the middle of the park, um, very aggressive, tracking things down, putting pressure on the opponent, um, and, and really just kind of giving us an energy. Um, and a momentum that we hadn't had up to this point in the match. You definitely kind of felt things turn when he when he came on the pitch. All of that sustained pressure ultimately led to a corner kick in the 70th minute. Bastino Chipka uh, kicks this one in. Salif Sané heads this ball, um, and it makes contact with Mario Gomez and goes in very unlucky for Stuttgart that that is the way that Chalka score their second goal. Um, This goal ultimately does get credited from what I can tell to Salif Sané, which I am very surprised to hear because, in my opinion, this header from Salif Sané was not on target at all. The only reason this one goes in um, is that it, it is redirected by Gomez. I would have thought that would have been an own goal. Um, I mean, obviously not Gomez's fault at all. He, he just he had no time to react to it. But um, I, I really don't think that was a good header by, by Sana. He gets lucky that this one ultimately finds the back of the net. But there you go. Sloppy game. Schalke taking advantage of, advantage of the chances. Uh, Stuttgart haven't to this point, and, it, and, it's, and it's 2-0. And we're looking like we're in great shape to, to go on and, and win this match and pick up three points to, to end the Hinrunda. Um, 73rd minute, Katuchu uh, the youngster, comes on for Kana Plianka. Uh, Skrpic ultimately shifts left. Katuchu um, is playing up top to the right. But um, Stuttgart, in response to that goal, growing growing into the game a little bit, uh, getting some things going down, you know, uh, down the wings, looking a little bit more dangerous. In the 76th minute, um, Akolo picks up the ball on the right wing, starts dribbling, uh, you know, towards the middle, uh, of, of the park. Uh, none of the no Schalke players really come out to challenge him or try to impede his. His, his his run as much as maybe they should have. And, and because of that, he has time to pick out a cross, plays a lovely ball into the box that that goes beyond Sani, goes beyond Stambouli, and uh, lands right on the head of, of uh, Gonzalez, who uh, had beaten Calajuri. Um, and uh, Gonzalez makes no mistake about it, heads home, past Fairman. Not a mistake from Fairman, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, had no chance on this one. Uh, plenty of pace on the cross, really all... Gonzalez needed to do was just, you know, make sure he puts it on target, and that one's going in the back of the net, so uh, great response from Stuttgart going 2 nil down, they pull one back, um, starting to gain some momentum, looks like this might uh, end up being a game after all, but 78th minute, Skripski, Steals the ball um, in, in Stuttgart's half, but in the midfield. Uh, once again, more sloppy play from Stuttgart leading to a giveaway. And uh, he ultimately plays in Katuchu, who's making a parallel run. Katuchu takes one touch, looks up, ultimately plays through Zeiler's legs and finishes 3-1 for Schalke, a response just two minutes after Stuttgart pulled one back. And it's the first goal for the young 18-year-old Turkish Kittucu, um phenomenal moment from him. We love to see youngsters uh, come through for Schalke. Obviously, we've seen Haji Wright score a goal um, just the previous game, and uh, I mean it's awesome. It's such a big part of the club, the youth academy, and the pride that we take in developing these talents. And to see them get opportunities and make the most of them is is, is really a cool thing. So, um, but yeah, great response from Schalke, and, and that that three one, um, exactly what we needed here to to see this one out. Eighty um, seventh minute. Haji Wright comes on for Jury. Um <clears throat> There are no more goals in this. There is one thing I wanted to mention, though, because it was kind of funny. Um, I think at the same minute, 87th minute, uh, there is a, a uh, kind of a scuffle that takes place. Tensions rising, tempers flaring. Um, you know, obviously both teams in very bad situations in the league, um, you know, Awful weather conditions, frustration over the way this match has gone. And, uh, you know, some, some, some pushing and shoving takes place, kind of a scrum happens. And in the midst of this, Gonzalo Castro, I don't know if he was fueled by his hatred of Schalke as a former Dortmund player or what, or the fact that he has literally gotten like no minutes this season. He comes up from behind Benteleb and kind of like in a, in, a, in a motion to choke him out, ends up dragging him backwards by his neck um, for, you know, three, four seconds. Um after everything kind of settles down four players receive cards from Felix Blick Gonzalo Castro was not one of them I don't know how that's possible. I don't know if they just missed it or what. I mean, to me, that's a borderline red card, what he did. Um, Certainly a yellow. You can't just, like, grab somebody by the neck and drag them backwards. Uh, He was going, like, full splinter cell on that one. But, uh, anyway, that kind of sums up the match, just how sloppy and obnoxious a lot of the play was. But uh, end of the day, 3-1 victory. Um, Great way to end the Hinrunda. Katushu getting that goal as well. Nice little, uh, you know, moment for the morale. Um, And uh, there you go. Three points. And that would ultimately leave uh, Schalke sitting in 13th place, heading into the Winter Pausa. Second place last year, heading into the winter break, 13 this year. Uh, pretty, Pretty massive difference, very disappointing, not where we want to be, but... Um, and the ending, ending the first half on a good note, I guess. Richard and I will obviously be breaking all this down for you and giving us our, uh, giving you a more comprehensive reaction to you know, the first half of the season in the near future. But uh, in, in the meantime, Schalke fans, tell us what you thought of these matches. Um, reach out to us at uh, SO4 underscore podcast on Twitter. That's gonna do it for now. Um, as I've mentioned, we will be back with you hopefully very soon. Um, we got some great things planned for 2019. I don't want to uh make promises before I deliver on them, but definitely stay tuned. We got some really cool things in the works uh in the very, very near future. So keep an eye out for those. Uh I am Jack Mangan. You can find me on Twitter at J M Mangan, J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N. And uh until the next pod comes, stay ready. Tschüss.